show the great detectives of old-time radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us over on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. I do want to encourage you to check out my other podcast, uh, particularly The Amazing World of Radio at amazing.greatdetectives.net. This year, uh, we are actually working through a uh, series called Top Secret featuring Ilona Massey playing a spy uh, in the time of World War II. It's a really exciting, suspenseful series, and I think you'll enjoy it. So check it out, amazing.greatdetectives.net, to listen to Top Secret all summer long. Now we're going to revisit a series we played previously called The Case Book of Gregory Hood. And it's actually been quite a while since we played this series on a regular basis. Uh, nearly 2,000 episodes uh, since we finished it up. Uh, the series began as a summer replacement for uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes in 1946. Initially, it starred Gail Gordon as Gregory Hood. When Basil Rathbone declined to return to the role and Sherlock Holmes moved over to ABC starring Tom Conway, Mutual made the casebook of Gregory Hood a regular series. Gail Gordon left the role after 16 weeks, and the young actor Elliot Lewis came on to play Gregory Hood for 36 weeks until the conclusion of the 1946-47 season. Lewis would return in 1948 to do another 52-week series as Gregory Hood, and there would also be subsequent Gregory Hood series uh, for ABC, starring Jackson Beck and George Petrie. The episode we're going to play you today is from the Elliot Lewis run, and I'm really happy about that. While Lewis did 88 episodes, only four were in circulation at the time we first visited the series. And this is the first episode that I've heard from 1947. So, from May the 5th, 1947, here is the episode of the Casebook of Gregory Hood, Fifth Avenue. Time. The Petri family, the family that took time to bring you good wine, presents The Casebook of Gregory Hood, starring Elliot Lewis, with our guest star, Gail Storm. In just a moment, you'll hear tonight's story, Fifth Avenue, with Gail Storm as Nida Miles. Say, do you know who's the best judge of wine in all this world? Well, as far as you're concerned, you are. That's right. What other person can decide what kind of wine you're going to like? So here's my suggestion. Try Petri wine. You know, Petri wine is the one and only wine for thousands of people. But the only way you can be sure it's the wine for you is to try it. Once you've done that, I'm pretty sure you'll agree that Petri wine is the wine to suit your own particular taste. And the reason it's so good is because the Petri family took time to bring you good wine. Many generations of knowledge, skill, and experience go into the making of every bottle of Petri wine. Only the finest of luscious, big, sun-ripened California grapes are used. And Petri wine is always made in the Petri family's own honored tradition. So Petri wine is a wonderful buy, a real wine value. 
Why don't you try a bottle of Petri wine tomorrow? Those five letters on the label, P-E-T-R-I, are your assurance of good wine. Petri wine. Well, it's that time again. Time to join Gregory Hood and his friend and attorney Sanderson Taylor for another story from Greg's casebook. Greg and Sandy are in New York City on business for Greg's world-famous importing house. It's a bracingly cold night, but in spite of the cold, Greg has insisted that he and Sandy climb aboard a Fifth Avenue bus and settle down for a tourist's eye view of the famous thoroughfare. The bus is deserted except for a very beautiful young lady sitting across the aisle from them. Sandy is complaining bitterly about the draft. This is the craziest thing we've done in the last five years, Greg. Could be in a nice warm cab where they keep the doors closed. Oh, you've lost the spirit of adventure, Sandy. We're going back to California tomorrow night. A little cold weather will do us good while we can get it. Improves the circulation, puts a sparkle in your eye. Uh, Hey, what's the matter? Look, there. That mansion. You recognize it? That one? Yeah. Well, it does look familiar, Greg. Familiar? We spent two of the happiest hours in our lives or thereabouts in that house, Sandy. Night before last. Are you losing your mind? I've never been in that house. Night before last, Roy Del Ruth invited us to that screening, his latest picture. Well, that's what I mean. That's the mansion that Aloysius T. McKeever spends his winters in. Remember? Oh. Well, of course. In that picture, it happened on Fifth Avenue. That's right. Oh, yeah, sure, that's that. Well, I'll be done. I wouldn't be surprised to see Victor Moore and his hobo get-up going through that hole in the fence. Oh, what a wonderful character. I don't know when I ever enjoyed a picture as much, Sandy. I'd like to see it again. You'd like to? Boy, I'm going to. I'm going to take Mary to see it as soon as it opens in Berkeley. You know, Charlie Ruggles has always been a favorite of hers. Oh, wait till she sees him in this part. He was one of them. Well, the whole cast. I fell in love with Gail Storm. I've always been mad about Anne Harding. Everyone gave swell performances, especially the leading man, Don DeFore. Yeah, he sure did. You know, it must be a lot of satisfaction to make a picture like that. Yeah. Roy Del Roots made a lot of fine pictures, but this tops them all. I... Oh. Uh, excuse me. Allow me to pick your bag up for you. Oh, nothing much spilled out. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. I don't want to seem inquisitive, but why are you carrying that gun? I... Please, give me my bag. Look, I'm not just being nosy, but... You're scared to death and carrying a gun. That's a bad combination for a little girl like you. Give me my bag. My name is Gregory Hood. If you're in trouble, I want to help you. I'm not in any trouble. Give it here and please go away. I don't want to talk with you. Okay, Miss Miles. You know my name? Yes, on this envelope in your bag. I'm very observant. You might be sorry you noticed that. Now, please go away. I'm getting off the bus at the next stop. You want me to get off with you? Bodyguard? No. Now, go away, please. I don't want to talk with you. Okay. <laughs> well, you didn't make uh, much of an impression on that young lady, did you, Greg? Yeah, I'm afraid not. Something the matter with that girl, Sandy? Ah, because she didn't throw her arms about you? No, cynic. Because it's a little unusual for a girl as lovely as that, draped in that many thousand dollars worth of mink, to be carrying a thirty-two automatic pistol in that full-grown alligator bag. An automatic? Yeah. And she's scared silly. She's getting off, then. I'm going to follow her, Sandy. I'm not going to get off at the same time she does. We'll jump off in the middle of the block, and we'll 
keep our eye on her. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Okay. Uh, Greg, hmm? uh, that girl, she left a package on the seat there. Oh, yeah. Well, give us an excuse for chasing her. I'll get it. I'll take that package, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to return it to the young lady who left it here just a minute ago. Give it here. Don't be a hero. Look out, Greg. Just hang on to that gun arm, Sandy. Give me that gun. I have to have that package. It belongs to me. Grab him, Sandy. Yeah. Stop him, Sandy. Hey, wait until the bus stops. Get away. Uh, he got away, Greg. Yeah, I lost my balance when he let go of the gun. Come on, Sandy. I don't want to lose that girl. Let's get hey, off this bus. Minute. What are you trying to do? Break your necks. Oh, jump, Sandy. Come on. Hey, what's the matter with you two? Jumping off that moving bus, you crazy? What happened to the man who jumped off just ahead of us? Uh, he ran across the street against the light, the idiot. What's all this about? What's going on? Oh, look, officer, nothing's going on. A young lady left a package on the bus. I jumped off to return it to her, that's all. She got off at the corner back there. Small girl, brunette, mink coat. You notice her? You think I got nothing to do but watch who gets off the bus? She didn't jump, I didn't see her. Thank you. Come on, Sandy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see her? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Now she's gone, Greg. Mm-hmm. Well, I know her name. Come on, let's go back to the Waldorf, try to locate her. This package she left behind must be pretty important. Well, Sandy, there's no night of miles listed in the city directory or telephone book. I guess the only thing to do is buy an ad in a paper and advertise the fact that we have that package. Yeah. What do you suppose is in it, Gray? What does it feel like? Feels like a leather box, Sandy. Because that's what it is. Uh, that's not much of a help. Take it down and ask the clerk to put it in the safe, will you? Aren't you going to look and see what's in it? Why, Sandy. Surprised at you. Well, I'm the one who's surprised. Hmm? Well, I'll take it down, Greg. Meet you in the lobby in a half an hour. Yeah, I'll be ready by then. Quick shower and shave. Wish I could locate that Miles girl. I want to get this package back to her. And... She was a very uh, pretty girl, Greg. No, oh, there's that, too. Uh, be within a half hour, sir. Okay, in the men's bar. Right. Nida. Hello, operator. Uh, it's Gregory Hood in the tower. Yes. Uh, I want you to check all the Class A hotels for me. I have a friend named Nida Miles. Miss Nida Miles. I know she's in town, but I don't know where she's staying. <laughs> yep, that's right. M-I-L-E-S. Hmm? And uh, there's a $20 bill in it for you if you locate it for me. <laughs> well, you're welcome if you find it. Right, and thank you. Oh, darn it. Nida? Step back in that room, Mr. Hood. I don't want to have to use this gun. Oh, no, not you again. Sorry. I've been waiting to see you alone, Mr. Hood. I've been telling you ever since you grabbed that package this afternoon. You shouldn't have done that. Why? It wasn't yours. But the boss wanted it. The young lady wanted to have it. You waste your way in where you weren't wanted, Hood. Now, where is it? I haven't got it. Get it. I can't right now. That's too bad. Now, Mr. Hood, we're going to take a little trip. Boss wants to see you. Look, you're out of a book. Go away. This is the Waldorf. You can't kidnap me out of here. Don't go betting your life on that. There's a car waiting downstairs. Walk through the lobby and get in it. I'll go with you just to keep you from making any mistakes. Well, this is ridiculous. Isn't it? Come on, get moving. I don't take it too hard. You'll be in good company. 
We're entertaining a dame there called Nida out of the place. What? Yeah, she's waiting for you. If you don't arrive, it might kill her. So don't be tricky, Mr. Hood. Just keep moving. As soon as we get past this light here, Joe, twist it over to Lexington. I want to put the blinders on Mr. Hood here. You got a blindfold in here? Yeah. I hate the cover of those pretty blue eyes of yours. Oh, thank you. There's not much scenery in the room he's taking anyway. For the love of... I didn't do anything. The half-witted cab jockey behind me ran me. Come on, the light's changing. Take out of here. Yeah. Ah, lock bumpers. This is pretty embarrassing, isn't it? Just keep your seat. Uh, no, I think I'll get out and help unlock hey, you... bumpers. You wouldn't want to do any shooting in all this traffic. <laughs> so long, Clancy. See you later, Lucky. Hey, hey, Greg. Greg. Huh? Oh, Sandy. Uh, what happened, Greg? Where'd you come from? Well, I, I saw you leaving the hotel with that fella. Huh? Looked to me like he was holding a gun on you. So I grabbed a cab and followed you. How come you always do the right thing? I was in a little trouble, Sandy. Well, that's what I figured. So I gave my driver $20 to lock bumpers with the car you were in, Oh, see? sheer and... genius. Now, let's get back to the hotel and get my suite changed. I want privacy when I take a look at what's in that confounded package. Now, that girl that left this package in the bus... Night a mile. Did the operator manage to find her registered one of the hotels? No, and please stop taking words out of my mouth. Alligator jewel case with a sterling silver coat of arms. Black pearl. Beautiful, Sandy. A fortune's worth of black pearls. The most beautiful strand I've ever seen. Now, what in the devil was that Miles babe carrying them around with her for on a bus? Well, even I can answer that. Hmm? She was making a rendezvous with somebody on the bus to pick them up after she left them on the seat. Sandy, you're getting to be a great deducer. This strand of pearls must be well known. The manager of our branch here would probably be able to tell me who they belong to. That's the next move. You think the pearls were, were stolen? I don't know what to think, but we're in it. We might as well find out what it's all about. Tell you what, get on the phone. Who is it? No? Yes, who is it? It's Miss Miles, Nida Miles. Huh. Speak of the angels. Hello, I'm... Hey! Get back into the room, Mr. Hood. Please don't make me use this gun. Well, okay, but... but, but... Back up. Yes, ma'am. Now, give me those pearls and get into that closet, both of you. And don't try to get help for five minutes. Well, you're welcome to the pearls. They're yours. I suppose. Get in the closet. Forget about me and the necklace. If you don't, you're going to be killed. In just a moment, we'll continue with tonight's story from the casebook of Gregory Hood. Presented by Petri, P-E-T-R-I. Petri Wine. You know, it's very true that sometimes you don't know what you're missing till you try it. And if you've never as yet tasted Petri Wine, well, all I ask is just try it. 
For instance, the Petri wine that's wonderful to drink after dinner, or any time you're just taking it easy, is Petri California Port. Try having a glass of that wonderful Petri Port with your dessert tomorrow night. See how good it is with crisp, nutty cookies or a nice, fresh layer cake, or with a good, rich pudding. Petri Port is a rich red wine, the color of beautiful, deep red rubies. A smooth, sweet wine with a flavor that's really something. You'll want to sip Petri Port slowly, so you won't miss a drop of that truly delicious flavor. Yes, one taste of Petri Port, and you'll know for sure the Petri family took time to bring you good wine. So be sure to get Petri Port, because all Petri wines are good wines. Greg Hood and Sandy are riding on a Fifth Avenue bus in New York City when Greg notices that the young lady sitting opposite them has left a package on the seat. He picks up the package intending to return it to her when a large gentleman attempts to get the package away from him. Greg manages to hang on to the package, is kidnapped, rescued by Sandy, and returns to the Waldorf to see what it contains. He opens it, finds a priceless string of black pearls, is admiring them when the girl from the bus comes in, gun in hand, locks Sandy and Greg in the closet of their room, and leaves with the warning to forget all about her and the pearls. Not Greg. Released from the closet, he goes to see the manager of the New York City branch of Hood & Company. Now, it, it was the most beautiful strand of pearls I've ever seen, Mac. Graduating from the size of a pea up to the size of a... Ooh, as big around as a penny. Hmm. They were in an alligator jewel case about eight inches long by about oh, three inches wide. There's a crest on the case, a coat of arms, two tigers rampant against a wreath, and a shield. Some Latin words I don't remember. Here, it looked like this. I'll try to draw it. I know about the pearls, Gregory. Oh? I know the man who owned them. I've seen them many times. We restrung them for him several years ago. Oh, who is it? The gentleman who owns them is named Carruthers. Huh? Charles P. Carruthers. Has an apartment in Park Avenue. Fine gentleman. Very old family. The pearls, as a matter of fact, have been in the family for several hundred years. Had been. Uh, look, Mac. Could you call him and make a date for me to drop over to see him? Tell him I, uh... Well, I want to buy the pearls. Or if he won't sell them to me, at least I want to see him. I'm sure I can arrange that, Mr. Hood. Just a moment. Oh, fine. Get me Charles Peeker others on the phone, please. I hope you don't think this is just idle curiosity, Mr. Crother. Oh, indeed I don't, Mr. Hood. As a matter of fact, I'm quite flattered that a collector of your prominence would be so interested in my pearls. Yes. I admire the tone of your phonograph, too. <laughs> Of course, uh, there could be no question of my selling them. They've been in the family for hundreds of years. Oh, I can understand that. I would like to see them, though. Black pearls just happen to be one of my hobbies. Uh -huh. Hood and company have sort of specialized in them for a couple of generations. Yes, I know. I'll get them for you. Oh, thank you. I keep them here with me in this wall safe. I like to look at them sometimes, even when I'm here alone. Oh? I've had them out more than usual lately because of my approaching marriage. Oh, I... Didn't know about that. You getting married soon? Yes, in two weeks. To a very lovely girl. One will wear these pearls as they should be worn. Proudly. Uh, that's her picture there on the radio. Beautiful. Uh, you're a lucky man, Mr. Carruthers. Indeed I am, Mr. Hood. Here they are. The Carruthers Pearls. 
Yes. I see. They are everything I expected, Mr. Carruthers. Hmm. Uh, I wonder if I could borrow them for a few hours. Oh. I know the request is a bit unusual, but I'm leaving for the coast in the morning, and I would like to have them photographed before I leave. Well, uh, Mr. Hood... I'm I... writing a book on famous jewels, the ownership of them, their history. Mm. Wouldn't be complete without a mention and an illustration of your pearls. Uh, tomorrow morning, Mr. Hood... Well, look, uh... you know me. If you don't, you can establish that I am not an imposter by... Checking with the New York police, Mr. McIntosh, my local manager. Well, I, I have to have these pearls for just a few hours. Uh, great. Oh, quiet, Sandy. Mind your manners. I'm on the phone. Now, how did you get that necklace back, Greg? Well... Tidy desk, Eileen Kilroy. Uh, hello, Kilroy. Greg Hood. Now, what makes me so lucky? Uh, what do you want to know now? Uh, Charles P. Carruthers of the Park Avenue, Carruthers is, is, is engaged to marry a girl named Nida Miles. Well, now, that's startling news. I had it in my column a month ago. What paper do you read anyway, Greg? Oh, I love you, Kilroy, and we'll discuss that fact at great length later. Right now, I want to know where Miss Nida Miles lives. Well, just a minute. I've got it right here in my file somewhere. Hang on, Hanson. Oh, flatter it. What is it all about, Greg? Oh, well, Sandy, it's pretty involved. I can't explain the whole thing to you while I'm talking to somebody else. You should try to curb that urge to be inquisitive. She uh, lives in an apartment at uh, 626 East 72nd Street. Uh-huh. Now, what else do you want to know? Uh, what do you know about the background of the Miles female? Where'd she come from? Well, there you have me, Greg. Why, what's up? Well, if I tell anybody, I'll tell you first. There may not be anything to tell. You must have something on her background. Where did she meet and capture the wily Carruthers millions? Well, she was singing in a nightclub when that happened. Yeah? The club uh, Managua. Oh? Old Charles P. saw her, loved her, asked her to marry him, and she said yes, being very much in her right mind. Oh, I see. Ah, uh, Managua. That's dude Defoe's joint, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll take you to lunch tomorrow. Good night, sweetheart. Come on, Sandy. We're going to take a cab ride over to East 72nd Street. Clerk? Uh, yes? Uh, what apartment is occupied by Miss Nida Miles? Uh, Miss Miles just went out a minute ago. I'm surprised that she didn't pass you in the entrance. Oh, thanks. Well, where are we going now, Greg? I don't know, but I expect to find out. Come on. Uh, uh, Dorman? Yes, sir? Did Miss Miles just take a cab away from here a minute ago? Yes, sir, she did. Would $10 help you to remember where she asked the driver to take her? No, uh, let me I see. I have a uh... very important message for her. I have to locate her right away. All right, Pirate 20. Oh, yes, sir. She asked to be driven to the Club Monogler. Oh, thank you very much, sir. That's okay. Is there any additional charge for whistling me up a cab? No, sir. <laughs> I just hope we get there in time to do some good, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, I haven't the slightest idea what you're talking about. Uh, Club Managua on 52nd. Can you make it in five minutes for a dollar a minute? I can make it in four minutes for two dollars a minute. It's a deal. Get us there fast. Uh, take a look inside, Sandy. Maybe she beat us here. All right, Jack. Yeah. There you are, driver. 
Hello, Miss Miles. Fancy meeting you here. Come on. Where are you taking me? Well, let's just drop in this restaurant for a minute before we go to the Club Managua, shall we? No, I have to... Come on, or I'll call a policeman. I want to talk with you. All right. I couldn't be in any more trouble anyway. Uh, Here, let's take this corner booth. Get in there. All right. Now, we talk. I'll bring you up to date. You're engaged to marry a lot of money to the Carruthers' millions. Somebody's blackmailing you. Who is it? I can't tell you. I'll tell you. It's Dude Defoe, isn't it? What's he got on you, youngster? Why should I tell you? Because I want to help you. What's he got? Letters? Pictures? Yes. Both. I have to get them back. Oh, we'll get them back, all right. Let me see your purse. No. Yes. Give it here. Ah, still got the black pearls. Gonna give them to the do. He planned this whole thing, didn't he? It would take a crook like him to plan anything as clever as this. I had to do what he told me to. I had to. You can think whatever you like, but I'll be a good wife to Charles. He's good to me. He has respect for me. I'll make him happy. Look me right in the eye and tell me that, baby. All right. I'll be a good wife. I'll make him happy. I love him. He's good to me. Okay. Come on, let's see Dude and give him those pearls, shall we? Uh-huh. This is his office, huh? All right, let me handle it. Hello, dude. Why'd you bring this guy with you, fool? I'll answer that. I'm here to see that she gets a square deal. Where are the letters and pictures? Where are the pearls? Give them to me, Nina. All right. Thank you. Let's have your material now, hot shot. There you are. Look them over, Nina. See that they're all there. All right. Uh, you look familiar. Huh? The name's Hood, Gregory Hood. I've got news for you, dude. After we finish our little deal here tonight, if Miss Miles ever is bothered by you again, she gets in touch with me and you talk it over with the police. I stand pretty good with them, you know. Yeah, I know. I've heard about you, Hood. How come uh, you're mixing into this caper? Dull evening. Oh. Just remember, next time you'll be dealing with me and not a scared little singer. They're all here, Mr. Hood. Okay. Here are your pearls, dude. Okay. All buttoned up. That finishes it, Hood. Thanks, Nida. You're not welcome. But you can have them this time. Tear those letters and stuff up, Nida. We're going to use them as a burnt offering to the god of matrimony. Right here in Dude's ashtray. Okay? Well, Greg, now maybe you'll tell me why you gave those pearls to that blackmailer. I know some things I think you do. Hold on, I'll make it simple. Jude Defoe knew about that black pearl necklace Charles P. Carruthers owned. He also had a fine stack of blackmail literature on the girl Carruthers was going to marry. So he had her get the pearls one day. He had a paste copy made up of the strand and a duplicate alligator case made. Oh. Oh, I see. Good. So... 
The next opportunity Nida had, she switched the phonies for the real pearl. Uh-huh. She was supposed to leave the real ones in her seat on the bus where one of Dude's gorillas could pick them up. We interfered, and that started all of the, uh, excitement. Mm, well, it's a little clearer now, but I... I'll take you all the way. I had in my pocket the phony pearls, which I borrowed from Carruthers, when I met Nida outside the Club Managua tonight. Uh-huh. While we were in the restaurant, I switched them for the real pearls while Nida was looking into my eyes. Right now, I've got the real pearls in my pocket. Huh? Dude's got the phonies in his safe, and Nida has burned up all the evidence he had to blackmail her with. I return the real ones to Charles P. Carruthers in a few minutes, and everybody will live happily forever after. I hope. Yeah. I'd like to be there when Dude finds out he has his own pearls. Huh? Well, well, my goodness, Greg. That, well, as usual, everything has worked out all right, and you, you've managed to escape alive, but there's a law of averages, you know. That... Hey, it's 11.30. I have to get these pearls back to the owner, and we have a date to meet Roy Del Ruth and Gail Storm at 21 at midnight. <laughs> I want to tell them my story about it happened on Fifth Avenue. Uh, no, I don't think I will. They'd never believe it. Why does everything happen to happen to me, Sandy? Very interesting story, Greg. You do let beautiful women lead you into the most amazing adventures. Oh, I'm easily led, Herb. I I should think you'd have been scared. After all, she was carrying a gun. Oh, but that's it. I like my women with arms. Ooh. (laughs) Ooh, I'll let that one go. But it's too bad you didn't manage to corral that string of black pearls for your own jewel collection. Isn't it? You've never seen such beauties. There's... Oh, but why tell you? You're not interested in jewels. Oh, no? Guess you didn't know I'm an expert in gems. No, I didn't. Tell me more. Well, there's the ruby of Petri, California, Burgundy, the golden amber of Petri, California, Muscatel. In fact, all the Petri wines are precious gems. But take Petri Muscatel. Muscatel is a favorite with the ladies, you know. And Petri Muscatel, well, it's sure to be the favorite of all. You see, Petri Muscatel is a sweet wine with a delicate flavor that comes right from the heart of luscious, world-famed California Muscat grapes. And it's a beautiful wine, too, clear and golden. Believe me, one look, one taste of Petri Muscatel is proof in itself that the Petri family took time to bring you good wine. And always serve Petri Muscatel proudly. Because those five letters, P-E-T-R-I, spell the proudest name in the long history of fine wines. Petri. And what's our story going to be about next week, Greg? Well, Herb, next week I'm going to tell about an adventure Sandy and me and Ray Driscoll, the designer, had in San Francisco a few months ago. Concerns a good-for-nothing son-in-law, an irascible father-in-law, and $50,000 in a suitcase. We call it Ransomed. See you next week, Herb. Case Book of Gregory Hood is written by Ray Buffum. Original music composed and played by Dean Fossler. Elliot Lewis plays the part of Gregory Hood, and Sanderson Taylor is played by Howard McNear. Gail Storm was heard as Nida Miles.
The Petri Wine Company of San Francisco, California, invites you to tune in again next week, same time, same station. The Casebook of Gregory Hood comes to you from our Hollywood studios. This is Herb Allen saying good night for the Petri family, the family that took time to bring you good wine. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Well, I have to say, I have never heard a detective show where the detective and his associate stopped to do a film review. That was just, it was just surreal, you know, particularly since they were having one of the stars of the film as their guest star, that they give it this whole review. And now, to be fair to it, happened uh, one night. Uh, that uh, movie does actually have a pretty good uh, reputation. And uh, it is available to watch on Amazon Prime. So if you've not seen it and your interest was stirred uh, and you've got Amazon Prime, just go ahead and uh, watch it. I did find it a really enjoyable uh, mystery. This is a series, uh, it will never be like my absolute favorite program or even one of the top ones. But it's just such a fun, uh, comfortable, relaxing series to listen to. And Elliot Lewis does a good job. Uh, you can, listening to this, you really hear this... Uh, similarity between his voice and Howard Duff's. Uh, they were actually in the pilot for uh, a series that Elliot Lewis went in to star in uh, with uh, Voyage of the Scarlet Queen, where one of them was playing the captain and one of them was playing the first mate. And it didn't work out because their voices are just so close to one another. Of course, Lewis has a very... Uh, good reputation. He was actually nicknamed Mr. Radio, you know, worked in radio uh, behind the mic in addition to acting for so many years. And so I would definitely love to hear more episodes of the series. We now have five out of the 88 episodes that he did. And uh, again, I'd eagerly uh, want to uh, listen to more. I do want to uh, go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thanks so much to Rhiannon. Uh, Patreon, and again, I hope I said that name uh, correctly, uh, but thank you so much for your support. Uh, Rhiannon has been one of our Patreon supporters since July 2018, currently supporting us at the Master Detective level of $15 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support. Well, that was all we have for uh, uncirculated episodes of the Casebook of Gregory Hood. Uh, join us back here next week for uh, Public Defender, and uh, be sure and listen tomorrow for The Man Called X. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.